Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between, this is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything going on in Districts 1 and 2 in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined, as always, by Ryan Skaggs. What's going on? Not too much. Just uh, enjoying the snowfall outside. <laughs> okay, you got a little snow up north. We do. Yeah, first we have, of the uh, year? Uh, no, it's the second, but it's the first like actual significant like snowfall. So we got probably like two and a half, three inches on the ground, but nothing too crazy. Bummer. But supposed to have like a bunch more the rest of the week. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah for sure i i say it's always a good sign when the uh, we start the podcast off talking about the weather so (laughs) yeah well luckily we're not playing outside anymore so that's okay (laughs) yeah so exactly so let's move it inside uh the uh, first coaches polls of the season came out this morning for both girls and boys basketball we're going to take a look at the girls polls and because you know for a lot of teams uh they're like a third of the way through the schedule already. This is I, I hate how early they start girls basketball because I feel like I'm just getting my feet under me and we're already almost halfway through the season. Yeah, it's uh, the way it works, too. I mean, obviously, I understand because volleyball doesn't so quickly after. Uh, sorry, my dog is like pawing at my leg. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just with volleyball ending so briefly, and then you don't really get to wind out the uh, the football playoffs because we put so much into that too. And so you jump right into basketball and it's like, hey, guess what? We're like a third of the way through the year. And, uh, you know, we haven't even gotten boys basically kicked off yet. There's still some teams that have yet to play. So, yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. All right. So if we look at uh, teams from up north uh, in the girls basketball uh, coaches poll, first one of the season, 5A, no surprises here, Ryan. Lake City is ranked third. They're 6-0. and Coeur d'Alene is ranked fourth. They're only 2-0. and Yeah. And, you know, both those teams, I think we kind of talked about it last week on the on the prep cast was, you know, we knew that the Coeur d'Alene girls were going to be really good. But the uh, the Lake City girls are pretty darn good too. They've been you know putting the bootstraps to some Spokane schools, and um, both those teams played some Southern Idaho teams last week and and going undefeated in those games. Um, so you know they got to play the Boise schools or a couple of them at least, and uh, fared very well. So you know they're they're flexing their muscle early on. You know if it hopefully I think I think it'll continue throughout the rest of the year. The IEL is going to be pretty tough. Um, once they get into the league schedule. So there's going to be some some L's taken, obviously, there. But Yeah, eventually these undefeated teams will start playing each other, and so something's got to give there, right? Uh, nobody at the 4A level ranked in the coaches poll. There's only three teams. so Yeah, not, I'm not, not too worried about that one. <laughs> right. 3A uh, girls basketball coaches poll. We have Timberlake ranked third. Now they're just one and one. And Kellogg is ranked fifth. They're four in one. So Timberlake, yeah. I think, is getting a little bit of the respect vote there because they've been such a, a strong program for so many years. But Kellogg, we thought that this could be the year that, you know, with Coach Nearing and company, this could be the year Kellogg makes that jump. Yeah, and, and both those teams are, uh, you know, solid programs. I mean, we, we know what, what Timberlake is, obviously. They've been showing their pedigree. They're young this year, but they're talented. I mean, they've got some players. Um, that Kellogg team is going to be – going to be for real i think that they're going to make some noise at the state tournament level you know both those teams absolutely will um wouldn't be surprised if they're playing you know saturday if, you know playing for playing for some hardware so 
Um, but, uh, you know, I think the North this year, boys and girls basketball, I mean, all classes, I think the, the cream of the crop might be coming out of the North, um, in, in most classes, I think that there's obviously some, uh, like the sugars of the world want to have a, a say about that in, in some of the classifications too, but, um, there's, there is some solid, solid basketball up here in North Idaho this year. No doubt. Two A classification. Grangeville is ranked third in the first coaches poll of the year. Four and one start for the Lady Bulldogs. So we know they're going to be awfully tough in in the CIL, the Central Idaho League. One um, A D one ranks. Uh, it's it's uh, very well represented. Uh, Lapway, the top ranked t- team in the poll, two and zero, oh. and then Prairie ranked third at three and one. Now in that three and one start, Ryan, they're three and zero oh in the conference. So they're already. You know, three of their four games have been within the White Pine League. I want to say that, and their one loss may have been was it Grangeville? I think that they lost to. So, um, you know, the Pirates are a respectable program. It's you know, we saw it last year that going into the state tournament that the White Pine League was going to be very well represented at state um, with some quality teams, and it's much the same this year. That Lapway girls basketball team is solid. Um, you know, I don't know if they're quite the level of the boys team, but they're they're every bit as good. Um, obviously, they've they played very well last year and and they're gonna probably in my my case i think we kind of talked about it be the favorite for the state championship but yeah yeah for prairie the big question is how do you replace madison shears she was so fun to watch last year uh such a great guard uh, especially defensively um but prairie finds themselves in the first coaches poll of the year and then at the 1ad2 level you know we talked about kendrick you know being like the heavy favorite up north they're 2-0, and but they're only ranked third in the coaches poll, and I think that's simply because they haven't played as many games. Rockland and Council are each 5-0. and They both tied yep. for first. So, And and the meat of their schedule is going to come up, obviously, later in the year. They're going to be playing more dates, back-to-back nights, stuff like that. But, um, you know, Kendrick is, is a good program, too, and I don't want to say that we're going to have the Rodney Dangerfield effect again, but – um, you know, it'll all, it'll all work itself out. You get later in the year. I don't think we have to worry about rankings too much uh, early this early in the season, but um, those, that girls team is definitely, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Definitely. Well, if you want to see uh, all of the coaches polls, girls and boys basketball, you can uh, find that, <clears throat> excuse me. You can find that on our website, idahosports.com. It's right there on the homepage um, on the boys site, especially, I didn't think it was, worth talking about because we're going to do our boys basketball preview and you know some schools haven't even played yet so i thought it was a little early for that but yeah and i mean especially when you're going to be running into before new year's i mean the majority of the schedule in north idaho is going to be against washington teams for the big schools so um they haven't even really faced each other yet i don't think that the the records are going to indicate um much until they start you know getting into the meat of the iel schedule or the iml schedule yeah, so uh, those are the coaches' polls. Those are on the homepage. Also on the homepage are all of our statewide previews. Every boys and girls basketball team uh, has uh, at least some info in there. And so, Ryan, we're going to transition now into our boys basketball preview for the season. It was kind of last week was kind of the opening week, and so you know there's a couple of things we can glean, but really we're still kind of in the early part where we're talking about what could be this year. And, and like you said, on the girls' side. There, there's a lot of good quality teams up north uh, on the boys' side this year in basketball as well. Yeah, um, I had a chance. I know that we'll we'll kind of kick things off. I mean, with the five A's, but um, I've had a chance to finally. I I did go watch Lake City for a couple quarters uh, the other night, and that team is worth the price of admission. <laughs> I uh, that it, 
it's like the rich got richer when uh, that Noah Hawk or Nathan Hawking transferred in from Ferris and Spokane. Uh, that kid's legit, and that team is absolutely stacked. I mean, they can go, you know, the the full the full meal deal as far as going up and down the floor on defense and offense. They're they're absolutely stellar. I mean, you you look at it for Lake City this year, and let's just let's just talk about it. The the five A I E L uh, Lake mm-hmm. City, the heavy favorite. Yep. You look at Colton Mitchell as <laughs> point guard. He's really good. Zach Johnson on the wing. He wasn't even on the floor in one of the games. And like, he just, I mean, that team's still like blowing the doors off of University High School. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you got Mitchell at point guard, Johnson on the wing, Blake Buchanan at center. Ryan, you could put those three guys on any of the other teams in the league and they would automatically become the best player on that team. Absolutely. Yeah. You could spread those guys out and scatter them amongst teams and they would be become favorites. Let's put it that way. I mean, that's how good these kids are. And the thing about it is, is they're unselfish. You watch it. I mean, they're like, you know, they'll dish oops to each other and, you know, they'll get it inside. They'll run their half court set. And, uh, you know, they're not afraid to give up an open look. If they got a guy cut into the hoop, you know, they'll get it inside or the, the, find the open man on the outside. They can shoot the lights out from behind the arc, too. That's the other thing about this team that really stood out just in the short period of time that I watched them. But um, Lake City, it's. It's Lake City's world, and everybody else is living in it right now. North Idaho. <laughs> yeah, uh, Colton Mitchell in the season opener scored thirty-eight points, tied a school record with uh, former, obviously Lake City great, but also former Montana Grizzly great yep. Matt Delui. Delui was a stud too. I remember <laughs> him in high school in football, but uh, him in his own right in basketball, he was amazing. And you know to have those kind of numbers matching things that a player of his caliber did. You know, that, that says a lot. And that's just in the first week, you know, like there's a lot of time left in this schedule and in this season, and this team's only going to get better. That's, I think, the scary part about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing my UCLA shirt today, but everybody on the podcast knows I'm, I'm from Montana. I'm a big Montana Grizzly fan. So, uh, yeah, watching Matt DeLui as a kid, I mean, that would, he was awesome. So anytime you're... Interject, but the Grizz beat the Eags uh, this last week. So they're looking good in the FCS playoffs too. <laughs> yes, in football, you know, Eastern came in talking a lot of smack. Oh, we don't think Montana should have got a buy and all this other stuff. And yeah, the Grays yeah. kind of quieted them. So yeah, yeah was- <laughs> <laughs> things are quiet in Spokane right now between Eags losing and Gonzaga losing a couple games. So <laughs> things have quieted down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think they needed it. So yeah, let's okay. So Lake City, overwhelming favorite, right? The question becomes, and and probably the more intriguing question will be. Who finishes second this year? Do you have an do you have a guess? Do you have an idea? I think Lewiston's gonna be gonna be right there. Um the sneaky team is gonna be Coeur d'Alene just because they returned so many guys back that you know they've got athletes all over the floor. It's gonna be kind of a, a look to see what they can do um scoring. I think we know they can play defense and they played it pretty well last year. It's just they gotta they gotta find out who's gonna be their scorer on the floor. Lewiston, you know, they've got Jace McCarcher out there who's a great player. Um Forsman's out there, Ecky, Hepburn, Ray. I mean, they've got guys on the floor that can they can score any given night. Um, they can run the floor. You know, if they can defend well, they're gonna. I think they'll find their way playing into the Idaho Center. But um, you know, it's obviously a, I think a bid and a half league, so they'll have to play that play-in game where they, I think they lost the Eagle last year. So Lewiston's got a little bit of an axe to grind, but they've looked good so far early in the year. I mean, it's really early, so uh, we'll see what the Bengals can do. But I, I do like them as the number two team in the league. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I think Braden Forsman uh, really came on last year and is going to be a great player to watch there. Coeur d'Alene is a hard team to get a read on because uh, their coach, John Adams, entering his second season, you know, he, he'll, he'll play 10, 11 guys. Yeah night in night out and and even the starting lineup changes from game to game so it's it's a hard team to get a handle on and he's more of a the collective effort should get us wins and we're all part of a system right yeah yeah and that's you know the kind of the goal there is just to to beat you know or at least play play ball with you know kind of by committee and make sure that you're matching up your athletes with your opponent and sometimes different teams look different so if you can he's good, he can run a smaller lineup out there he can run a couple bigger kids out there and and try to match up with whatever his opponent's throwing at him but um they're going to have to figure out the scoring issues this year and I, if they can figure that out they'll be a decent team i think that they'll be a force to be reckoned with post falls is going to be they've got a really good freshman and Blake coming in but outside of that they only had one returning player off of last year's team and post falls I have is the number four team in the five, a IEL, but um, they're going to have a, a tough road ahead of them with Lake city and, and Lewiston and Coeur d'Alene out there. Yeah. You looked at the end of the bench last year and it was a senior heavy team for post falls. Um, Jackson Anderson did play last year off the bench, but yeah. um, he, he is not this year. Uh, he's obviously a very talented quarterback. Um, and I think is, trying to stay, uh, you know, football, I think is going to be his path at the next level, not basketball. Although he, I mean, yeah. he could probably pursue what he wants, but I, I think that's probably what's going on there. So you're right. Post falls is a team that, um, you know, my, Mike McLean is one of the best coaches around and, uh, the coaching job he does this year will tell us a lot because it, it is a pretty much an, a new group of guys. And so, uh, coach McLean's a good coach. And I, yeah. I think even if they finish fourth in the conference, they're still going to be a tough out for anybody. No, I don't think anybody gets boat raced in this conference this year. Either. I think it's going to be pretty even finish between the two through four. Um, you know, I think Lewis might distance themselves a little bit just because of the other, the four a teams uh, that are entering into the league schedule as well this year with, you know, only one of the, the four a games counts as a league scheduled game, but um you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with those 4A teams playing up to against the teams like Post Falls and, and Lewiston and Coeur d'Alene to see what they can do. But there may be a couple upsets. We never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But let's move on to the other part of the Inland Empire League, the 4A IEL. Um, th this was a tough league to peg. You've got two new head coaches, right? At yep. Sandpoint, uh, the new head coach is... Uh, Oh man, the name is escaping me right now. But late at Lakeland, you have yeah, a, Tony Hanna, yeah, right, former Coeur d'Alene and Timberlake coach Tony Hanna, and at Sandpoint, uh, the new coach there is Brian Childs, and he's coached yeah. over in Washington uh, the past several years. So you've got two new coaches in a three-team league. Can you tell me anything about Lakeland because their coach didn't coach Hanna? Yeah, didn't. I mean they've got obviously they've got Waddington uh, as far as height but they lost so many guys off of last year's team you know and on a solid team I mean they had a, a state placing finish I believe they won the consolation final if I'm not mistaken or played in the fi consolation final game um I'm trying to recollect that one because I was doing the the 1A D1 tournament um but I know that that team is, is was solid last year obviously they had Skalski who is the league player of the year um he's he's graduated and gone so they returned uh, Scotty Hawking at guard. Um, they've got Colin Cameron, but outside of that, it's kind of some unknowns. I mean, they, that was a really senior deep team last year that, that made that state tournament. Um, 
so it'll be interesting with, with a new coach and a new system what happens at Lakeland. They're one and two right now. Um, obviously, I think they beat Kellogg. They've got a couple losses to East Valley and West Valley of Spokane. Um, you know, if they can figure things out early and, and see if they – I know that they've got some size. They do have some tall guys inside, so they'll be able to get the ball inside. But they, it's going to be their outside shooting and their turnovers, I think, is what's going to really um, be the key because Moscow plays such good defense. Um, you know, and, and the Bears, I have them picked to win the IEL in the 4A this year. I mean, Jamari Simpson's a stud. Um, and they've got, you know, some nice compliments around him. But uh, that Lakeland team, you know, if they can get inside and keep the presence inside and, and keep the, I think the scoring lower is going to benefit that team just based on defense and what they have. I don't know if they have the firepower on the outside um, to uh, to compete with, you know, some of the 5A schools. Yeah, and for uh, Sandpoint, you know, the good news is, they didn't lose much from last year's team. I think they only had two seniors, but the bad yeah. news is that they weren't very good last year. So, yeah, they can uh, only go up. But Right. <laughs> um, they had a very young team last year. A lot of sophomores on the roster, a lot of sophomores in the starting lineup. One of those sophomores, uh, Colin Roos, did not go out for basketball this year. He would nope. have been a very nice player inside for Sandpoint. So yep. now you're looking more at – uh, them being a guard-oriented attack with Parker Pettit and Ari Vandenberg. It's all these guys we just saw in football. So it might yeah. it might take Sandpoint a little while to get their their feet under them as they just played in the football championship. Yeah, and that and you kind of look at it, it's like, you know, if they if they can't run a, a three-two zone, they're going to be able to run a thirty-two dive pretty well with that lineup that they've got in there. But uh, you know, Vandenberg and Pettit are, are going to be great players in their own right. Um, I know Pettit's obviously his his bread's buttered on the football field, but uh, Vandenberg is is a pretty well served basketball player. He's going to be okay as far as um, that. I think he'll make all league by the end of the year after everything's said and done. But the Sandpoint squad's going to is going to struggle just a little bit. I hope Coach Childs uh, puts things together and, and and gets something rolling. I mean, they're one and one right now. They beat um, one of the teams that actually beat Lakeland. So, uh, and I believe that was East Valley of Spokane. So. Um, you know, Sandpoint's off to a one and one start. So if they can get things moving in the right direction there, uh, they've got the athletes. They've got, you know, a decent sized student body. So they're going to get numbers turning out, but they're not losing kids to wrestling like they used to. But um, yeah, I think the Bulldogs might be able to pull a surprise. It wouldn't shock me if Sandpoint finishes second and Lakeland finishes third. It really wouldn't. Yeah, but I agree with you, Moscow, the favorite coming in based yep. on the number of players returning and, you know, the, the veteran coach of the league now and Josh Urig. So yeah, that's at uh, at Moscow. Three eight two years in and he's the he's the veteran coach in the in the league. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um three eight Intermountain League. This is like the NFC South in, in football in the NFL, Ryan, where there's a different yep. champ every year. Okay, 2019, it was Timberlake who won the league. In 2020, it was Kellogg. Last year, it was Priest River. I guess that means it's Bonner's Ferry's turn, right? Yeah, and and you really, it's kind of like, let's just play rock, paper, scissors and see who wins the league title because that's kind of how this ends up every year. It's it's pretty balanced, and there's no real like doormat in this conference. They're all pretty tough, and they, they beat each other up. And any given night, any team in this conference can, can, uh, can win a game. So I, I like Bonner's Ferry's team. Um, just based off of, you know, kind of what they brought back from last year with scoring and defense. Um, Priest River, to me, I ha- I, I differ because I know that there's the – the who I think when we do the previews, it's either the coach – they go based off of what the coaches submit for the preseason rankings. 
um, or how they think the league will finish. I think pre-server is going to finish second in the conference. Um, pre-server has got a pretty good core coming back uh, with Barrett and uh, Krager and, and, you know, so like that and Jordan Norts, that, that team's going to be pretty solid. I think they've got great guard play. Um, Timberlake's kind of the unknown because you have Higgins, but then you have like all these football players that come in that they're athletes. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, one night they might be playing shooting guard the next night, they might be playing power forward. You know, you just never know how the, that lineup's going to shake out, you know, by until they figure it out towards the end of the league schedule, you know, if they, they do well in the league tournament, that wouldn't surprise me just because athletes, you know, it translates well to the game of basketball at the high school level, um, for the most part, but, uh, Bonner's Ferry, I've got one pre-server two Kellogg. I've got three. Kellogg wouldn't surprise me if they win it too with the Luna brothers. I mean, they've got some athletes in their own right that can play. So um, it's a very balanced league. I don't know if anyone stands out that's going to like go to state and make some noise, but I definitely think that as far as the competitive balance in North Idaho, Kellogg right now is, is doing pretty well. I mean, they beat Lakeside of, of uh, Plummer. Um, but I mean, obviously that's a huge jump in classification. Um, but yeah, that league's pretty balanced and it should be interesting to see how things finish up by the end of the year. Yeah. I think I like Priest river to repeat as conference champs. I think they've got the best overall player in Trenton Krieger. Uh, yeah. he, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year and it's going to be yeah. fun to watch how the other teams try and contain him as best they can. So one player to watch upwards is Asher Williams from Bonners Ferry, the freshman. Uh, I know that they were really high on him coming in and actually, you know, scoring some points every game. So we'll see how he does if he's on that varsity lineup and in the, in the lineup every night too. Yeah. It's going to be just like in football, right? This is going to be a fun league to watch night in, night out. Uh, All the teams very evenly matched. Now we move to the two A central Idaho league where, you know, you look on the surface and you go, yeah, St. Mary's won not only the league last year, but, but they won the entire two A state, title right second in school history first since 1960 but then you look and go man they lost a lot of good players from that team uh including a couple of key starters yeah but but they returned some dudes too exactly and i think (laughs) if you look beyond the surface you'll see that saint mary's is locked and loaded and ready to run it back again this year yeah and that because i know it was their jv team was like 19 and one last year um so it's like we talked about like lake city the rich getting richer it's kind of the same thing down the road and in saint mary's that Lumberjack team is, is loaded with Gentry, Ross, Sands, and then you've got our buddy Colby Renner who hits – I mean, Mr. Clutch hitting the 30-footer to, to send him to the championship game. So, um, yeah, that that team, they played Lapway last weekend, and that was a close game. I think it was a five-point game. Um, you know, so that's that's a really good litmus test early in the year if they can play the, the, the Wildcats stuff, um, you know, and taking that task on this early in the year. That's kind of a good sign, I think, for, for – uh, for that same areas and coach chase's team like that, you know, I think they could repeat very well. I mean, like that team is pretty loaded with what they brought back. And, and again, this is a team that prides itself on its system. They, they pressure you defensively and they love to run the fast break and use that pressure defense to, to convert easy layups. The big question for St. Mary's is going to be last year when they needed a play, whether it was a shot or a steal or a rebound, Eli Gibson was the guy. He, he yep. was the guy they leaned on. And, and so the question becomes who, who is that go-to player this year? You look on the surface, Tristan Gentry, the center is the best player coming back, but as a big man, he still needs somebody to get him the ball. So the question yeah. is who becomes that go-to guy? 
Yeah, I mean, it could be, you know, like Ross or Sands. Renner, I, I don't see handling too much, but um, he's just more – like I just love the way the guy plays because he's going like 100 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if Ross can can handle the handle the ball and, and keep the pace of the game and distribute well, um, or Sands, I, you know, that St. Mary's team is going to be really good. They've got We know they've got size inside. Um, if their guard play can match what they bring down low, they're – they're tough out. They and I know that they've got a gob of kids back behind that you know coming from that JV team that are hungry too. That want to you know mark their name in, in school history too. So um, they this year could be a nice test for them. I don't know if they win at all, but they could definitely place. Um, you know, next year I think that they could find their way back to the title game again with just that core nucleus they've got of some really good sophomores. Um, and it may be a kid that we don't even know about yet. They just shows up and just plays his heart out the rest of the year and comes off the bench, you know, in the first few weeks and all of a sudden makes a name for himself and finds his way in the starting lineup. Well, I'll tell you last year, nobody outside of St. Mary's knew who Colby Renner was. And then at state, he, he made a name for himself. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to mention one more thing about St. Mary's. They've, they've made a, a pretty tough schedule here um, because I think they think that they're, they're going to be in the mix again and they want to challenge themselves. You mentioned uh, the Lapway game. They lost 59 to 53. They're going to play Lapway at their place later on this year. They've got a home and home with Lakeland and Standpoint, a pair of four, a teams. And then also they've got home and homes with Timberlake and Bonners Ferry and Kellogg, all three teams yeah. that we think are going to be pretty good in, in the Intermountain League as well. Yeah, so they're going to be battle-tested. If they can come out of that, you know, and, and with only, you know, four losses, let's say by the end of the year, you know, that's – I don't want to say favorites for, for a two-way title, but they're they're pacing themselves pretty well to finish pretty well um, uh, down there in southern Idaho. And then uh, we'll talk about this as we get closer to the event, but they're they're going to um, a tournament at Hawaii, the new high school in Boise, the week mm-hmm. before Christmas. Uh, they, they set up a big school bracket and a small school bracket. And that small school bracket's got a lot of good teams from, from the 2A-1A ranks. It's got Westside, Castle Ford, uh, St. Mary's. They'll play Malad in, in their first game there. Homedale is there, a good 3A team. Ambrose, mm-hmm. the team that St. Mary's yeah, beat. Old. In, yeah. in the championship last year is there as well. And then um, you've got Aberdeen and and the 3A runner-up from a year ago, McCall Donnelly. So depending on yeah. how that tournament shakes out, St. Mary's could get some some more good games down there. So Yeah, very well. And that, that's the thing. I mean, we look at kind of small schools in that conference too. I mean, I got St. Mary's 1, Orfino 2, Grangeville 3. I think Grangeville is going to struggle a little bit this year. I know that they bring back Lindsley and Fry in the February, but it's, I mean, outside of those three guys, it's going to be, tough finding you know who's going to be their top score any given night but Orfino I think could surprise some people this year I think that they play really well really good defense and they're pretty athletic um you know they'll stretch the floor so I, I wouldn't be surprised if the maniacs make a little noise I don't know, think either of those two are going to knock off St. Mary's by any means but I think that they could have a couple decent seasons yeah, I, I think it'll be fun to watch those teams and chart their progress as the season goes along. Uh, 1A D1, the White Pine League, uh, Lapway. Can can anybody de- dethrone the Wildcats? All right, so I got Lapway. I mean, I don't want to say in a runaway, but you, I don't know in this year's league if there's anybody that's going to challenge them. If there is, it's Kamei. Kamei is my two seed. and I, I deviated from what the coaches picked. I think the Cubs are going to be pretty darn good. Um, just with the nucleus of players that they've got between Krogh, Skinner, Mercer, like those guys, 
They can spread the floor. They can go inside. They can shoot from beyond the arc. Um, Kamii, I think, is is a sneaky team, especially when you get to the state tournament. I think Kamii could make some noise for sure um, in the state tournament if they find themselves there. I've got Logos third. Um, I don't know if you want me to just go through my rankings and we can yeah, talk about each well, individual let's, team. Let's, but... Let me let, let me let me do the coaches poll. Um, sure, go ahead. And then and then we'll get into yours. So in the coaches sure. poll, the preseason coaches poll, Lapway one, Logos two. Prairie three, Kamii four. Uh, I'll go with the top four. And now you give us your top four. So I got Lapway one, Kamii two, Logos three, Prairie four. Um, okay. Then I got Genesee, Troy, Potlatch, Colorado Valley outside of that. Yep. And that's um, the same. That lines up with the coaches. Yeah. And, you know, don't be surprised Genesee finds them. They're always competitive. Um, they were kind of picked in the middle of the pack last year and ended up finishing pretty well. Um, Troy's got some good players. I mean, they got Blazard and Stoner. They're both good players. So, you know, any given night they might be able to get, you know, 20 plus out of, out of Blazard, but, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the rest of that lineup can do. Um, Potlatch was rebuilding from last year. They're just super young. I mean, you've got Brown and Howard, but that team was just struggled last year. And so you can only, like we talked about a couple other teams, you can only go, but up. Um, Clearwater Valley, I have as the, the final team, but that their team right now, they're two and oh, they've won a couple games already early in the year, and they've got Schleeper and Francis, so they've got some players in the own right. But I really look at it's, I mean, you could put Lapway's starting five on any any team in this like classification, I don't care. That's a state playoff team. Um, so you could put them at 4A, 5A, it doesn't matter. I'm still seeing them playing in the state tournament between. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, Titus Year out, who's going to your University of Idaho, but you got Case Wynott, who was my Idaho. Uh, he was the tournament MVP um, for IdahoSports.com um, as a freshman. He's a sophomore. He's coming back and he's jumping out of the gym this year. So um, you've got Cross Taylor, who can just absolutely knock it down from three. Ty Ellenwood Jones is an amazing point guard who distributes very, very well. AJ Ellen was a great complimentary player inside. Um, great rebounder, nice defensive presence, doesn't find himself in foul trouble a lot. So, you know, that Lapway team, I look to them, they're going to repeat. I'm just calling it now. It won't surprise me, but that team's repeating. I don't know if there's a, another 1A D1 team or 2A team that's that's built like they are. Yeah, and we talked about Lapway with their schedule, playing St. Mary's twice. They're going to go to Lewiston and play in the Avista Holiday Tournament. Um, they're, they're really limited by what they can do with their schedule because the White Pine League is so big, right? 14 yeah. games are dedicated to the conference, but I do like what they've done here, and I, I really love Coeur d'Alene for, for, pick, for picking this game up, Brian, and you, yeah. you were the first one that was kind of on this. It wasn't on my radar because this wasn't on the original schedules for either yeah. school. This was a game that was added late. Coeur d'Alene is going to host Lapway, a 5A school hosting a 1A D1 on December 18th. That's going to be really yeah. fun. That's going to be a fun game. So that'll be next week or next weekend. But, uh, you know, kudos to the Vikings. I mean, Lapway literally put it out there at the beginning of the year of like, we want to play a 5A team. We don't care anytime, any place. It doesn't matter who. It could be in Pocatello. It could be in Boise. We don't care. We want to play the big boys. And, uh, you know, kind of I know that um, Coach Hill at Fresno State was that way in football. He's like, we don't care anytime, any place. Anybody will play him. And that's that's the the – mantra that the, the slapway team has taken and uh so kudos to Cordelaine for picking up that game i think it's going to be a great game i mean i really it won't surprise me if lapway wins that game um it wouldn't surprise me if Cordelaine wins that game either i think that 
the competition. We saw Lapway last year play Lakeland, and Lakeland ended up getting the win, or the the win in that game. Um, but Lapway played them tough for three quarters, just ran out. They didn't have the bench that Lakeland did, and they just got they just ran out of gas. But um, it'll be a great game. I think that you know this Lapway team's kind of got an axe to grind because they feel like they've got to prove something, even though they're defending state champs. They're trying to prove like, no, we're the best team in the state of Idaho. Yeah. So Lapway won. I agree with you. Second, <clears throat> I think it could be Logos or Prairie. Flip the coin. I know you like Cami. The question Prairie's is, got, yeah, Prairie's got Rambo coming back, who had a couple great games in the state tournament last year. So, yeah, I mean, Prairie could be good too. Very well, could be very good as well. Yeah, I'll mention that one of our broadcasters uh, for IdahoSports.com, Garrison Hardy, is an assistant coach at Logos this year. So. No, uh, <laughs> all, all, all success and or non-success can be his fault. <laughs> yeah, my my DMs are gonna blow up from him. Like, what? You're slighting us now? You don't think we're good enough to be number two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a total disclosure. That doesn't uh, sway my opinion on you know whether I think low. I think Logos just is is good. They they yeah. they have a good basketball uh, history, generally speaking. Well, so, they played great down the stretch last year too. Yeah. Yeah. So the big question is the, the league gets two and a half bids. The the third place team from the White Pine League will play the district champion from the Scenic Idaho Conference. We saw it in uh, volleyball this year as well, where um, the White Pine League was able to secure that third spot. Do you think it happens in basketball also? Um, do I think that the third place team from the White Pine will beat Lakeside? Cause that's who I have winning from, from that league. But, um, they're just, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think I it's... like Lakeside actually. Vander Brown is good. He's super good. He was on my first conf or my first all tournament first team, uh, last year in the state tournament. Um, yeah. they graduated a lot of guys, but they've got a couple solid dudes coming back. Lucky Matt. Um, who was a youngster. I think he was our player of the game in the opening game of the tournament. He had like 14 points and 12 rebounds and like five blocks as a freshman. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I like Lakeside. I do. I think that they'll, I think the white pine only gets two bids. Yeah. I mean, Vander Brown, look at these stats from last year, 14 <laughs> points, four and a half rebounds, five assists and three steals per game as, as a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. It's and he just, he's just flat distributed. He could dish it, but he, I also think if I'm not mistaken, he hit the buzzer beater um, to win it in the third place game or the, was it the third or fourth place game? But um, he won it in OT for Lakeside. I know that Wayne Zubak had the call in that game. Cause it was during our championship game um, that we had coming up after that one. But um, yeah, no, it, it's a uh, Vander's a stud. He was great in football. Um, but I think he's even better in basketball. That's his, definitely his sport. And he's probably one of the best point guards in North Idaho, hands down. Like, I don't care any classification. He's a great basketball player. Yep. And then, I mean, we have to acknowledge the class that just left for Lakeside as well. You're talking about three four-year starters, J.J. Hall, Day-Day Higgins, Kenyon Spotted Horse, all just tremendous players on their own right but the way they came together yeah. uh, for what's been a good little mini run for lakeside has also been very uh fun to watch so yeah and, and spotted horse was a dude he was a he was an absolute just gamer um and so they did lose some some guys off that team but they had some guys that showed up that came in spot duty off the bench last year 
uh, especially in the state tournament, played pretty well. So I think you know they they were without um, Higgins in the in the uh, in the championship in the tournament. So you know he got hurt last year. So they played most of the season with him, but then didn't have him in the playoffs, and um, that definitely hurt that team because I think that they could have probably played Lapway in the title game with a, a little bit more size inside. Yeah. Yeah, no, Lakeside. I think gets the gets the third bid from North Idaho and makes their way back down south again this year. I agree. I think Wallace and, and Genesis Prep are still a year a year away at least. You know, thing about Genesis Prep though, they return their entire roster, <laughs> so they've got some experience. I mean, with with Caleb Schroeder, um, and then Wallace has got you know they graduated their their best couple guys, but they do have Goldale back, but. Um, it's Lakeside's league, and as far as that goes up north in the, in District One, um, but I like Lapway and Camia and out of District Two. Yeah, uh, Genesis Prep, <clears throat> uh, same players, new coach Lon Marast comes over after. <clears throat> wow, <clears throat> wow, Holy <laughs> that smoke. frog, that frog got stuck. <laughs> wow, I you know usually I'm able to work that out as I'm talking, but uh, no, not that time. Uh, new coach for Genesis Prep, Lon Marast. He comes over from Oregon. After yeah. a long coaching career over there, so yeah, I think yeah. he'll 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 do well for the Jags. I think that they've already responded pretty well um, to what he's doing. They're they're off to a one and zero start so far, but um, you know it'll be interesting. I mean that league is is pretty balanced and even. Um, I think the Lakeside coach was being nice and picking somebody else besides his own team to win it, so everybody was like tied for first in the coaches' poll, um, <laughs> but. I, I do think Lakeside's the the favorite. Genesis Prep wouldn't finish, surprise me to finish second. I just don't know if they've got the system in place yet to uh, to knock off Lakeside. Yeah, what made the coaches pull kind of screwy was that the new coach at Genesis Prep abstained from voting because he said, I'm new. I don't really know the dynamics yet. <laughs> so it kind of kind of made things tough. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little inside baseball for you there. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on to the last uh, division, 1AD2. Uh, start in the White Pine League because they get more teams to state. Um, hey, just like in football, just like in girls basketball, uh, Kendrick, the favorite in boys hoops. Boy, they've got Ty Kep, Boyer, Hewitt. I mean, Morgan, We can the same dudes that we were talking about in football. Um, you know, it might take them a week or two to get warmed up. They're off to an 0 one start. They lost to, to Kamii in their first game, but, um, this Kendrick team is good and that's not a, t- a bad loss if you lose to Kamii the way they did. So, um, obviously Timberline was the, the qualifier last year. I don't think they're going to repeat it this year. They lost too much off of last year's team. Kendrick's just got dudes on dudes as far as talent. Uh, Deary was the, like awesome all year and then kind of, laid an egg in the district tournament and, you know, found their way on the outside looking in. And um, they do have a six, eight kid and Taylor coming back, but they're super young. I don't know if Deary's going to make the run like they did last year. I think it's Kendrick's league to win. Um, but you do have like Highland could make some noise. Hamley might be the best guy in the conference, best overall player. Um, he might be one of the better one, a players in the state too. Um, so, you know, Highland could make some noise just based off of his play alone, but he's got to have a cast around him. I think Kendrick's just got too many athletes to, um, you know, they're just, they play so gritty. That's the thing is like they just grind teams out and they're going to, if they don't score, they're just going to absolutely suffocate you on defense. Um, so I like Kendrick as the, as the number one seed 
And then I think Highland finishes second, Timberline third. Okay, I've got Kendrick one, and I've got Timberline uh, finishing second. I think Timberline returns a lot of players, not not necessarily guys that were impacted. They kind of came off the bench, and now they're in the starting sure. lineup. But um, I like Timberline in that second spot. And so this is kind of the same question uh, that we had at the D1 level. Uh, the second-place team from the Light Pine League will play the league champion from the North Star League. Uh, that's going to be Mullen, Clark Fork, and Kootenai. How do you see that one shaking out? That was a tough one to figure out as well. Uh, I I don't think that the district one gets a team to state this year. I look at the, what the teams have come. In. I mean, Mullen, yeah, you got names. Like if you're playing football, you got Trogdon and Nelson and Ziegler. Like you got guys that you've heard of. They can play defense. Um, but like their coach talked about, they're going to have struggles shoot, shooting the ball night tonight. Um, and so, you know, they might play a lot of games where they either win like 31 to 29 uh, I mean, just kind of an ugly up and down the floor, you know, try to get rebounds and putbacks. That's going to be your offense, hope, and, and win at the free throw line. Um, in that league, I mean, it's kind of like pick your poison. Clark Fork returns the most. Um, obviously, from last year, they made it to state, but they made it to state with only four wins. Um, I I think that it's going to be a two-bid league from the White Pine to go to state. I think that they're going to get both the one and the two. And that's nothing against the other teams. Kootenai returning for a team for the first time in a while. So they're kind of an unknown. I don't really even know, you know, what they've got coming back because they didn't play last year. And so um, it'll be interesting to see Clark Fork. I know has like kind of the much the most to lose. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like Kendrick. And I think that it's going to be, like you said, Timberline getting that second bid or, or uh, Highland. Yeah, Carter San Roman, I think, is the best uh, overall player from Clark yep. Fork, but but Mullen might have uh, better two, three, four guys. Yeah. Um, the the game we're going to want to watch then, Ryan, is very late in the season, February 9th. Mullen travels to Weipe to play Timberline. That could be go. a preview of the play-in game, right? Yeah, a battle of what two of the smallest schools in the state of Idaho. So, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. I think I like the scheduling of that because it's going to be could be a preview of a state play-in game very well. Yeah, so that'll be a game to keep an eye on. That's all the way in February, though. There's lots to sort out between now and then. But I thought this was a good primer on what's going on in basketball up north. I think big picture, you look at Lake City at the 5A level. You look at St. Mary's at the 2A level, Lapway at the 1A level. I, I think at least half of the champions could very well come from the north again this year. Yeah, very well. I, I think Lake City has the nucleus there that can take them very, very deep. And the thing is, is that they're gonna they could be doing it for a couple of years because that team is so young too. I mean, they've got sophomores contributing, they've got mostly juniors. So that that team is gonna be uh primed and ready to go. They've looked good early and they're only gonna get better. That's the scary part. That's really scary for, for other teams, let's put it that way. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I would love to see Lake City play Lapway actually, like early in the year. I would love, I would pay money, pay good money to see that game. 
Right. We all wanted Skyview to play Sugar Salem and volleyball and it didn't happen. And, you know, maybe we can get this this game going because the schools are a little closer to each other. Yeah. Maybe in the Vista Holiday Tournament, we see like a Lapway Lewiston matchup or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd be super cool. That would be uh, that'd be a lot of fun to watch. So that's kind of the boys basketball primer. We're we're really diving into it this week and we'll be back next week to talk about what what we saw, what stood out to us in the early going for boys basketball. But Ryan, this time of year, rest wrestling is off and running as well and this is another sport where the north generally speaking juggernauts let's put it that way there are juggernauts (laughs) in the north yeah (laughs) give us some Um, early thoughts on wrestling yeah so wrestling i mean coach reardon at post falls does such an amazing job um you know they've been the cream of the crop in the five a's in wrestling for a long time um you know i i think every team in the north in the last 10 years has won a state title except for lake city um Lake City's getting better, um, but you've got Coeur d'Alene out there that they've got a deep roster coming back to. They have one of the best wrestlers in the nation in Rylan Rogers. Um, he's actually going to be wrestling in the Ironman, which is over in Ohio uh, this winter. I think it's over Christmas break. Because um, if you don't know the history there, he grew up in Clarkson, Washington, um, which is where I grew up. And then uh, went to Blair Academy, which is over in, in New Jersey. If you follow the sport of wrestling, it's like, that's the Mecca of high school wrestling as far as they're anywhere in Pennsylvania. But um, he went there and did very well for himself with the COVID things and everything going on there and shutdowns um, came back and, and they've now resettled here in Coeur d'Alene and um, he settled down as a Viking and he's doing a great job there. And, uh, and that team is just absolutely loaded. The, the cool thing that I'm super excited about the state of Idaho did, and they've really expanded is the girls wrestling in the state of Idaho is expanded. And, uh, Numbers are up statewide, which is amazing. Um, I grew up coaching in, in the state of Washington. So, I mean, we had a huge wrestling input there. Washington is one of the biggest states in the in the nation for wrestling as far as participation goes. Idaho's upward trajectory is awesome. Um, so especially for girls, and, and Idaho has got some favorites. I know Randall's from Coeur d'Alene is a favorite uh, to win it all in the girls' ranks. So there's a, a lot to do. I think wrestling post falls is going to be obviously your favorite just because of they've got a system. They just, it's like they reload year after year after year after year. Their little guy programs are amazing. Um, quarter lane is going to be my number two. I wouldn't be surprised if they go one, two at state. Um, that wouldn't surprise me or at least top three finish for the Vikings. Lake city is going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with as well. Lewiston's not far behind. So those top four, I mean, they could all be in the top 10 uh, after Saturday night and in, uh, in February. Um, and then in the four A's, Lakeland's been the historical, like kind of powerhouse. They've been a top five team every year, um, in the four A's, at least for the last decade. I see that continue. They've got some, you know, they've got like Devin Suko, John Cornish, Lucas Williams, guys that we're used to hearing in football. They're actually better on the mat. And that's where I think Lakeland's going to show flex their muscle a little bit. It's the upper weights are solid. They've got some really good young guys in the lower weights. Um, so the Hawks will be solid there. Moscow is young, but they're good. They've got a nucleus that's coming in. Their freshmen are ridiculous. So this Moscow Bears team in the next few years could be really, really good. They t- took the time building that youth program um, for a number of years. I know Coach Needham that was there for a while uh, running that youth program, but now um, Coach Amos is taking that over, and they're they're rolling. That, that Bears team is going to be good, especially, I think, late in the year. 3 a.m. looking at Timberlake as a favorite, followed by Kellogg, Bonners, Ferry, Priest River. Um, the IML is a solid wrestling conference. I don't know if you're going to get the state champ out of that conference, but 
the, they're going to at least get a couple top 10 teams out of there. And then the two A's, I like the Maniacs. Clearwater Valley's got a really good upcoming team. They're deep. More kids turn out for wrestling now than basketball. Pretty awesome. They, you know, things are happening up there in the Clearwater Valley up in Kooski. Um, Potlatch has always had a couple really solid guys, Grangeville, Kamiai Prairie, and Wallace. So um, there's a lot of good wrestling up here in North Idaho. Uh, hopefully we've got a couple matches this year is, is the goal that we could broadcast on Idaho sports. I know that I've been really poking and prodding Paul to make that happen. Cause um, there's a couple showcase matches, especially late in the year that, uh, and a couple of the better tournaments in the nation are actually up here in North Idaho. So we've got, um, you know, a couple of really, really good tri-state tournaments coming up next week, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So there's a, there's a lot of action going on um, and a lot to follow in wrestling. Then those that listen or are diet that are diehards, like, they're going to kind of know what I'm talking about, but post falls, I think is going to be right there as a force to be reckoned with again. And I wouldn't be surprised if they walk away with the title again. Yeah. That's my wrestling. <clears throat> I know I rambled, but that's what I got. No, that's really <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to diving into these specific tournaments and matchups and things like that. As we get really going yeah. into the season, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cause Coeur d'Alene and Lakeland wrestle tomorrow and Lake city. So Lakeland will wrestle Coeur d'Alene and Lake city tomorrow. There's a tri duel going on. Um, which is going to be great. I'm looking forward to that matchup. There's that's kind of the early season test. You get to see who's finally rolling out their lineups. Um, Post falls and quarterline will wrestle soon as well. Um, so that yeah, there's a lot a lot to watch and a lot to be looking out for. There's some great great tournaments coming up. So I'm excited about wrestling in North Idaho this year. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Ryan, <clears throat> I thought with winter sports, you know, things would slow down for us. Less sports <laughs> talking about. But this, this was like one of our longest podcasts ever. We're running up on fifty minutes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. We had a lot of good content this week, Ryan. You really do your homework, which uh, I appreciate, and our listeners uh, appreciate as well. So, a um, couple of ways to get this podcast: if you're listening, IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. You can also catch the video each week on the idahosports.com YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. All right, Ryan, uh, enjoy the snow. Hopefully yeah. it's not too bad up there. No, it's not bad right yet. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll We're a hearty back. bunch up here. We're all right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll be back next week. We'll recap that tri-duel with Lakeland and the Coeur d'Alene schools for wrestling. We'll, we'll recap all the big things that happen in boys and girls basketball. And that's what we'll do each and every week here on the North Idaho PrepCast. So enjoy the competition this weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here next week on IdahoSports.com.